but before you really start thinking about the LLC, thinking about why you're doing it and what you're really, what is the lens you're taking? If it is just to strictly, I want to save on taxes, that is just one way to think about entity structure. And the reason why I also say understand what you're trying to do if it's a lifestyle business, you may set up the entity different than if you're going to go ahead and maybe be an enterprise business. So you want to grow, raise money, raise funds if it's a startup. Mm -hmm. So there's just different aspects of thinking into the future to be able to better prepare yourself today for the eventuality of being a bigger company tomorrow. Welcome to Critical Thinking Required, hosted by LBW. This podcast is intended for free thinkers, entrepreneurs, and knowledge seekers. Join us as we discuss relevant financial topics, explore with guests their financial journeys, and engage with experts in industries such as space, media and entertainment, real estate, and many more. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Critical Thinking Required. You're with your host, myself, Tim Bickmore, and my colleague, Nathaniel Leach. And today we are going to talk about entity structure or when somebody should start setting up a business like an LLC or an S-Corp or maybe a C-Corp. We have a lot of clients that talk to us about this or are looking at it. And we usually start the conversation and then drive it towards a lawyer or a CPA to have further in-depth conversations of fitting them to the right appropriate uh, structure or taxation structure. Mm -hmm. So we just want to talk a little bit about what we see on our end and, and just have some of those conversations. Before I start asking Nathaniel some questions, because he is our, our quote unquote expert today, uh, I just want to let everyone know if you like our content, please like, share, and subscribe. We're all over the place Spotify, YouTube, the works. So please like, subscribe, and share. Okay, Nathaniel, with that plug, we're going to jump in. What does it actually make sense to really start having the conversation of should I set up a company? Like, so a lot of our clients will say an LLC, just because that's a lot of the common knowledge um, mm. with clientele. When does it make sense to even start having the conversation of seriously looking about establishing something like that? There's probably two main factors when you're looking at setting up uh, an entity structure of some sort, and that's principally legal liability and taxation concerns. So there aren't just the LLCs aren't the only ways that you can set up a company. You can actually set up uh, partnerships. You can set up, uh, you can just remain a sole proprietor. You don't have to create an entity and then you just file your taxes through your tax returns, just income just flows directly to you. Uh, And then there's also the LLCs, which can be taxed in all different ways that we'll we'll get into further down the chain. But it really depends on what you're looking to pursue. If you're looking to pursue like maybe a lifestyle type business where maybe it's like an Etsy type thing where you wanna create something and sell it on Etsy, it runs the gamut from to uh, being a, a consultant, you know, offering your services to other providers that you want, and then you charge them as an independent consultant, and you be ten ninety nine. There, there's all sorts of of prospects out there. I think the, a lot of the ones, at least that we see when we start having the conversation, is sometimes people say, "Hey, I want to buy a rental property in Airbnb." Mm. So we may start having a discussion about maybe that should be sitting inside some sort of business entity for that legal liability purposes, which again, we talk to the lawyer and make sure, hey, does this make sense or not? But at least we can start engaging in that conversation to understand and better plan. Another one that we sometimes see too is that companies will force a 1099 onto Mm. an employee and not W2 them. 
So that also could make sense to set up an LLC or some sort of business entity structure to be able to just formalize that and, and honestly, sometimes organize uh, that specific income stream coming in. And it might allow you to branch out and do other things depending on that specific employer. So there, there are a lot of different realms on when all of a sudden that conversation comes up mm. and it could come through an investment type or an actual operating business or a hobby that you want to kind of try to formalize or continue to progress. So with that being said, you mentioned the thing like there's an LLC, there's a, could you just go through and just talk about the different types of structures for a business entity or kind of explain what an LLC is or what does that acronym even mean? So there's a, a whole range of business entities that you can consider. So as I said, sole proprietor, you don't have to pull, uh, create anything, no LLC, no nothing, just goes directly to your name. Uh, you could do a limited partnership, which is an LP. You could also do a limited liability partnership. These were the, the precursors to before the LLC came into being here in the US. Uh, and then there's the LLC, which stands for limited liability company. And the LLCs are really popular because they're so flexible, uh, depending on how they're taxed. So let's say that you decide to go the LLC route. Well, then it becomes a question of and Here's a disclosure, just to be on the safe side. We, this is not legal advice, nor is this financial uh, CPA-like advice. Uh, but for an LLC, you could also set it up almost akin to a sole proprietor where you're the sole member. The income would flow directly to you through the LLC as a sole member LLC. The benefit is that the LLC provides a layer of legal liability with certain exceptions. For example, negligence or fraud. Uh, you could also tax the LLC as a partnership if you have multiple partners. If you have, if you wanna go the S-Corp route, which is kind of similar to, you can do it as either a sole member or a, with multiple partners, but it can be more restrictive, but it can have tax benefits. And then you could also create an LLC and choose to be taxed as a C-Corporation. So as an example, a C corporation is typically a rather large companies that uh, are publicly traded, for example. That's not, you can also have partnerships that are, tech, are uh, publicly traded, um, but generally larger companies, you see that. And they may choose to go that route because C corps are uh, supposedly easier to gather more investors to invest in. It's, it's easier to, to uh, trade shares and such, be it on a private or public exchange of some sort, or just person to person, investor to investor, I should say. So it's safe to say that there's a lot of options and that you probably do need to talk to a lawyer and a CPA in conjunction with one another to find mm -hmm. out what the best route is, given what you're trying to achieve. Everybody's different. Okay. There's a, there is a lot to unpack there, but it's a good overview that there is different options. Uh, now, I kind of want to take a step back and talk about like, what are the first steps do you think in determining the type of entity you should set up? Like what are the kind of the, the first thought processes that might come through that you may start talking with a CPA or a lawyer? I'm going to defer to you on that one. Oh, coming back to me. I think that the biggest part is we've kind of been talking about is what are you trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. Right. I, a lot of times clients come to us and really talk about the benefits of, of uh, tax sheltering per se. Right now it, that tax sheltering could, could, you have to really kind of dive into that again with the CPA and understand exactly how that works and what's going on within that realm. What is deductible and what isn't deductible. Correct. 
And if it truly does make sense to go through this hassle of being have to maybe set up an LLC and do another tax return and create just more potential cost, mm-hmm. more organizational cost, and if it makes sense or not, or does it make sense on the liability protection side of it uh, to be able to do it? So, you know, an easy one is if someone comes and says, hey, I'm looking to, again, buy rental real estate, it could make a lot of sense to set that up in an LLC strictly for the liability protection, because if someone were to get hurt on that property, it has the potential to help um, protect your other assets outside of that one specific property. Uh, Again, I have to talk to a lawyer about that, but there is a potential for that to be um, viable for you. I think once you kind of, the reason why I also say understand what you're trying to do, if it's a lifestyle business, you may set up the entity different than if you're going to go ahead and maybe be an enterprise business. So you want to grow, raise money, raise funds if it's a startup. Mm -hmm. So there's just different aspects of thinking into the future to be able to better prepare yourself today for the eventuality of being a bigger company tomorrow. Um, So just kind of having at least a a good understanding of that can make you prepared for some of the potential issues that may come down the line when trying to maybe switch entity structures or taxation structures as you continue to grow as a company. So I think that's the biggest first step is why are we doing this? What are the benefits of doing this? And then truly getting to the nitty gritty and making sure it actually makes sense to do given the holistic spectrum of taxation, liability and other things that may occur. Anything to add to that? Nope. All right. So this is our last question for the day about our entity structures is there's a, there's this big misconception. So when people come to us and say, Hey, I'm an LLC. And then we may say, well, okay, that's great. Well, how are you taxed? And they're like, well, I'm an LLC. I'm taxed as an LLC. <laughs> Could you, Nathaniel, explain a little bit for the, our viewers about the difference between like entity structure and then this taxation piece and, and how that works. You kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but just to go into a little bit more depth on it. Sure. So with an LLC, uh, the income flows through the, it's a pass-through entity. So it flows through the LLC to you, the shareholder or shareholders. So it's just acting as a vehicle of sorts to um, give you that legal liability protection. And then depending on how you're taxed, it may come with certain uh, differences in taxation, be it with regards to self-employment tax, which for, if, for example, you have W-2 income, you're taxed 6.2% for the, the uh, social security part, 1.45% for the Medicare, but then your employer is paying those same costs for their share. So you take what you pay times two. As an LLC, that all passes through to you. You're responsible for the so-called employer's side of that income that is that you are taxed upon. So you have to take that into consideration for, and with different entities, you might save money on that self-employment tax piece, for example. Uh, it, it all depends on how you're structured. Tim? The only thing I think I'd add to it is just understanding that there is a difference. And so when you're talking to a lawyer or a CPA, like what is my entity structure, AKA and LC, and then what is the best, most advantageous place to be taxed? So mm-hmm. is it an S corp, a partnership, a sole proprietor and asking those questions to have them do the analysis. And it may change over time potentially. And what are, what do I need to do to get that changed? If it makes sense for me now to be instead of a partnership or a sole proprietor to change my taxation to an S corporation um, still underneath, let's just, for example, an LLC. So it's just important to understand that an LLC is the umbrella, but you still have to select how you would like that 
those earnings to be taxed and you have different options to do so. And when you do choose, as Tim was saying, be conscious of if you want to change from whatever you choose today to something else tomorrow, what does that entail? Because it might be more difficult than what you are imagining today versus tomorrow. Uh, so that this brings us into our close. I think that's at least a good overview of just some entity structure. Nathan, do you have any comments, uh, your ending lasting comments as we typically do? Don't think just in terms of today, think in terms of tomorrow. And maybe in some cases, think about in terms of your children's tomorrow as well. Because if you're thinking about generations, think long-term. Ooh, that is actually, I was going to say very much the future thing, but the generational is actually a big deal. And that, and I want to emphasize that actually, because it can be a really big piece to transferring wealth over time in the most efficient and effective ways possible. If it is enough assets to really need um, scrutiny mm-hmm. or to be really looked at uh, entity structure is extremely important, especially if you have multiple children and maybe you want different kids and different sides of the business. If you have multiple LLCs, for example, um, the other thing too, is what I want to emphasize is again, this is a conversation that we like to have with clients, but really working with lawyers in conjunction and getting those two on board. And even with even a financial advisor like ourselves to work in conjunction to best fit, whatever someone's trying to achieve. But before you really start thinking about the LLC, thinking about why you're doing it and what you're really, what is the lens you're taking? If it is just a strictly, I want to save on taxes. That is just one way to think about entity structure. It's not the whole picture to think about entity structure. So we would like to kind of encourage people to take a step back and think holistically about it. And then as Nathaniel mentioned, thinking about not just today, but for tomorrow, because that can help you drive better decision-making when it comes to what you should or should not set up and having better conversations with other professionals. Mm. Sometimes we do see with different professionals that they don't They'll you just say, hey, this is what I want to do, and they'll just do it. But they don't necessarily will sometimes push back. So having some of the education to say, hey, why should we be doing this and being inquisitive can help drive better results because they the other professional may not even think know that you're thinking about that. So having as much dialogue as possible can always get to the right decision, hopefully. Don't ever be afraid to ask what you perceive to be dumb questions. There is no dumb, there are no dumb questions. That is very true. Uh, that will wrap us up. Nathaniel, thank you for uh, your input on some of the entity structures. And thank you for all our viewers and listeners for listening to us talk about uh, the stuff that Nathaniel and I have been talking about for, for at least seven years. So if you have any questions, always please be free to you know reach out and ask. And I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of their day. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to start your journey of thinking differently and listening to LBW talk about stuff they love. Until next time. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual on any specific security, on any specific broker dealer or custodian. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry to determine which investments, broker dealer or custodian may be appropriate for you. Consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own and do not reflect the opinion of Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC. 
Leach, Bickmore & Weiss Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Leach, Bickmore & Weiss Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Leach, Bickmore & Weiss Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.